This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. It's Friday, March 30th. I'm Chris Hardy. Today, we're talking about President Trump's new transmilitary ban and the ACLU's response. On Friday, the White House announced that transgender people are disqualified from military service, except under certain limited circumstances. This new policy serves to roll back and replace President Trump's original blanket ban on trans service members, which multiple courts found to be unconstitutional. But many argue that this new ban is unconstitutional as well. Chase Strangio, a lawyer at the ACLU, called it a painful attack. Here's Vice's Ankita Rao speaking with broadly writer Diana Tourget on the story. Let's start with breaking down this announcement. What exactly did the Trump administration say this time? Last Friday, a memorandum was issued by the White House, which essentially attempted to institute a policy that would ban all transgender people from the United States military, except for certain individuals under certain situations that were not clarified within that announcement. Um, And this is all coming on the recommendation of Secretary of Defense General Mattis. And how is this different than last year's, you know, stance on transgender people in the military, which, as we know, a lot of that was struck down in court? Well, this announcement from Friday came out on March 23rd. And last August, Donald Trump issued his first memorandum that was calling for a transgender ban following having his initial tweets that announced his intention to create a transgender ban in the United States military. Um, And when that initial memorandum came out last August, he set, and by he I mean the President of the United States, set a deadline that would require action to be taken by March 23rd. And so that period of time was supposed to be given or allotted in order for General Mattis and other officials in the Defense Department to review the issue of transgender people serving in the U.S. military and whether or not they present any issues to military readiness or whether or not transgender people negatively impact unit cohesion or the ability to deploy or pose any risk to the military in any way. Donald Trump tweeted about this at first. Then he sent out the memorandum in August calling for this period of time and a decision to be made by March 23rd. So what was the public reaction to this second announcement? The March 23rd announcement was met by widespread alarm and immediate judicial reaction. Immediately following the ACLU and transgender service members across the country and other individuals began to try and fight this proposed ban. Because at the time it was a proposal. It was an idea that was clearly going to be put into effect at a future date. And People who are interested in the civil liberties of transgender Americans took it upon themselves to act quickly in order to get federal courts to find that such a ban would be unconstitutional. And that's exactly what happened. Four different federal courts, you know, decided in the last six months that such a ban would 
be unconstitutional and would be baseless. Nonetheless, March 23rd rolled around and we were presented with this new memorandum. And I think that for many people, there had been the sense of, well, this has been defeated already in court months ago. The issue is sort of moot because we know that it has been considered by federal courts to be um, illegal to do this. So it was somewhat alarming, I think, that the White House continued on the exact date that they said that they would to issue the guidelines that they had first proposed. And the fact that this came from General Mattis was in itself disturbing because so many transgender people had hoped that all of this was sort of a political move by the president and not a rational decision made by a established leader within the United States military. And so in that way, it could be quite frustrating, I think, that General Mattis had made such a recommendation for troops who are serving today who stood by him and expected him to make the rational decision of not moving forward with the ban. I think it's hard to understand fully where this is coming from, even though we know a lot of the biases and sort of traditions of this administration and this party. But what do they cite as the reasons for a ban now in 2018? So this has always been framed as an issue of military effectiveness and a concern that allowing transgender people to serve in the military would be an irrational decision based on the interests of acceptability politics and that would ultimately negatively impact the United States military, which is an entity that is tasked with protecting our country and not necessarily connected to social justice issues. Unfortunately, that idea is baseless and a red herring. There have been many arguments that transgender people serving in the military would affect unit cohesion. So the idea that a trans person existing in the United States military in a unit would make other people in that unit uncomfortable or could negatively affect the ability of that unit to properly do their job, which is sort of an offensive idea because um, throughout history, we've dealt with legal battles to include people of various races and genders in the United States military and elsewhere in society when it comes to inclusion. Essentially, the argument is that, you know, trans people are going to affect unit cohesion, but they'll also be a problem because they have gender dysphoria. And gender dysphoria is a mental condition as um, recognized by the Diagnostic and Statistic Manual that uh, governs mental health conditions in the United States and and um, is widely recognized abroad. And so, you know, this condition could inhibit one's ability to properly serve. The idea that trans people sometimes need to undergo surgical or medical procedures that are deemed necessary by their physicians in order to live with gender dysphoria in a way that optimizes their happiness and their ability to succeed at life and their health 
And that being the case, if a trans person needs to undergo surgery, then all of a sudden there's a concern that this person might not be able to be deployed. That kind of idea has been used to suggest that trans people should not be serving in the military because they have all of this stuff going on and it's going to just cause problems and they're not going to be able to even deploy anyway. That is essentially the argument coming from the White House. Um, I will add one more thing, which is that the Trump administration's initial attack on transgender people in the U.S. military was inspired as a backlash to the the Obama administration's decision to lift an official ban on transgender service members in the summer of 2016. So prior to the summer of 2016, transgender people had been banned from the military. They could not serve openly. Um, This longstanding ban was clearly discriminatory, but it also did not reflect reality. Transgender people have served in the U.S. military since its inception, and transgender people have continued to serve despite the ban. But much like with Don't Ask, Don't Tell and gay service members, one either has to live discreetly or slip through the cracks somehow. And so the idea that once Obama lifted that ban, transgender people were meant to be able to begin serving openly, to begin not having to sacrifice their humanity in order to serve their country um, and continue to be part of the community in the way that other people are. So Trump's ban was coming out at a time that was uniquely positioned to undermine the incoming progressive results of Obama administration's change to that policy. It was a calculated decision because those policies were all coming to take shape and change in 2017. There is no evidence that supports any of the claims made by the White House about transgender people in the U.S. military. In fact, Obama's decision to lift that longstanding ban was based on groundbreaking landmark research conducted by multiple organizations, including the RAND organization, which found that transgender people do not negatively impact unit cohesion or military readiness. So you have one administration that's acting on the basis of fact and research, and you have another that's acting out of sort of political reaction, more likely than not trying to well up a conservative support and not really trying to pass anything that would take place in 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 the world or in law or in in the military. I mean, it's much more likely that Donald Trump is doing this in order to garner support amongst conservative people than actually try and make a change that he thinks is going to positively influence the US government or the military. If this ban were to go into effect, what would transgender people stand to lose in the military? Last fall, after the ban initially was announced, Vice did a documentary that I um, was involved in and hosted. And we interviewed a trans service member and multiple uh, colleagues that she worked with. It was very clear in the interviews that we did with multiple transgender people who are serving in the military today that a ban like this would totally disrupt their lives. There are people who have been serving for decades in the U.S. military who are trans, who are either coming out now um, or who have been privately living as transgender in the military for many years and serving the military quite well. If a ban like this were to happen, people risk losing their pension, risk losing their careers, their families depend on their financial income from the military. So this would really be 
an act of discrimination that would result in the major disruption of American lives, not to mention the aftermath that would then come from the kind of in, increase to prejudice against people who are transgender as a result of the government upholding a discriminatory policy at that level. You mentioned that there's already been a judicial response, but has there been a specific response from the community itself in light of this announcement? Well, it's really important to realize how vast this community is. And in reality, as with any demographic, it ends up being many communities that are sort of separated by racial and class backgrounds and different demographics across the United States. But I think broadly, when we're thinking about the transgender community and the movement for transgender liberation, people have widely recognized that this issue is little more than an act of state-sponsored discrimination. That's recognized by people who are serving and people who are not serving. Even people who are transgender, who are against the military, or against the idea of a very empowered military, can recognize that discrimination is not acceptable anywhere. So, you know, people's reaction has been outrage, and it's very hurtful to the community at large because Donald Trump's suggestions about transgender military members are based on some very old stereotypes about transgender people that discredit, you know, the humanity of a trans person and feeds into the idea that transgender people are too mentally ill to be part of society and have the same agency in society as other American citizens. There's a lot of concern that this whole discourse is deeply negatively impacting transgender people on a whole because anyone who's not familiar or connected to a transgender person who lives in this country and is looking at this issue can look at the White House coming out with this kind of argument and feel justified in their own prejudice against trans people that is based on very similar arguments. What do you foresee happening from here? It's been made pretty clear since Friday the 23rd's announcement about this ban that it won't be moving forward. It doesn't mean that Donald Trump and the White House will not continue to try to make that happen. But what it means is that, you know, federal judge within the last week has come out in defense of transgender service members continuing to uphold the previous decisions about this case. I think that it's fair to predict this ban will never manifest in the way in which the White House has said that it will. That being said, we live in a changing culture and a changing society, and it really depends on what we continue to do on our own behalf as citizens and what judges continue to decide as we're shaping the law today and understanding it. To read Diana's full article, go to broadly.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. And tune in again on Monday for another Vice Guide to Right Now.